You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. We are back after being lost in, I don't know, some some war? I don't know. Is there still war going on? I, I, I feel like we are done. I mean, there's a there's a war going on in Trump's own White House. If you're to that, believe that's a good point. that uh, that latest book, we should hashtag it. That book. I'm sure we'll get a lot of great comments from people who are very <laughs> clear minded and very reasonable. <laughs> or yeah, most of that administration have been brainwashed as well. <laughs> uh, we're here to discuss the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, the original came out in 1962. Uh, this. Wikipedia has it as an American black and white neo noir Cold War suspense thriller. Say that two times fast. Um, this is based on a book as well about a group of soldiers who were brainwashed uh, in war. Uh, it stars Frank Sinatra in the lead here as a uh, Ben Marco. He's a, a major who is having these nightmares and. Um, the nightmares include some uh, uh, soldiers that were part of his uh, platoon to include a, um, a politician here, Raymond Shaw, played by Lawrence Harvey. Angela Lansbury is his mother. Uh, Janet Lee plays the kind of love interest to Frank Sinatra. Uh, they later on meet. And we also have um, Angela Lansbury, which... Spoiler alert for a sixty-some-year-old movie, sixty-four. Hey, now you're right. about to you're about to spoil my movie, the the one that's only fourteen years old at this point. How dare you? <laughs> okay, uh, she may have some ties to this uh, brainwashing conspiracy. She's not so, going to win any sort of Mother of the Year awards here. That's but, what you're saying. But Angela Lansbury, she herself won an award for this role. Uh, but yeah, this movie, this pairing, I feel is probably kind of the deepest, you know, of, of the movies that we've kind of covered in recent memory. Well, I mean, it's probably it's certainly deeper than The Room, I guess. I don't know. You have to ask <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, I would say this is more in line with uh, Aubrey Loso hosts and Vanilla Sky territory which is going way back yes. in our catalog but that's one of our more popular episodes so <clears throat> check that out but the 2004 version is directed by Jonathan Demi who's i guess probably most famous for Silence of the Lambs to uh, cinephiles that's his uh, best picture winning best director winning uh, film and uh this one at times maybe rivals the creepiness here because we have Denzel Washington as Bennett Marco and he is a soldier suffering from nightmares that are slightly more <laughs> nightmarish than the original. Just a little, there's a little bit more uh, blood and violence involved and uh, drilling into people's skulls. And one of those skulls is Raymond Shaw, who is a U.S. representative uh, from New York, who his mother, played here by Meryl Streep, is positioning as a vice presidential candidate. And um, he's going up against pretty much John Voight as a U.S. senator who disagrees, uh, well, slightly with Meryl Streep's character politically. They're just uh, they're political combatants. And uh, the film differs, I would say, our uh, first major difference from the original is that Denzel Washington here, for the most part, is not believed when he goes to 
higher authorities to say that there's something wrong with him, that most of it is chalked up to uh, PTSD, uh, Gulf War syndrome. Um, and in the original film, Frank Sinatra, I think for the most part is trusted, or at least people will hear him out. Like they, they choose to investigate uh, what these dreams mean. Is Frank Sinatra? I mean, how can you not? Uh, well, I feel like Denzel's getting insulted again. We're we're getting into a bad rut where we're we're just not uh, we're not giving him the credit that he's he's due here. But let's let's start there with the, with those two performances. Uh, Denzel is playing it uh, more unhinged. There is a reason to not believe him because he's not. Uh, He's not really – he doesn't have any social graces at all in the way he deals with with people. It looks like he's always on edge. And yes. um, I guess there's maybe the one opening scene where he's visited um, by a guy in his, his platoon that uh, is played by Jeffrey Wright. Great scene. So it's really creepy. Uh, Demi has this thing that he does in all his films where the characters look right into the camera. Mm-hmm. And basically looking right into the audience as they're talking to the other person. And it really puts you off. And really from that point forward, when when he makes Denzel's character realize that he's sharing the same dreams, that's when, I guess, uh, this version of Bennett Marco starts to unravel. You don't see that as much with Frank Sinatra. He just basically wants to get to the bottom of it. But he doesn't seem like he's um, that troubled in his day-to-day life, just with the, the nightmares. Yeah, not at all. And I think that's definitely one of the biggest uh, differences with the the remake because uh, I feel the audience is a little bit more exposed, I, I guess, to these type of syndromes. You know, uh, at the time, I feel in 1962, the the audience may have heard of Shell Shocked. I mean, that has been around for a while. Uh, but by 2004, we've heard of PTSD and more soldiers suffering from it. Um, I think people just more aware at that time and so you really believe Denzel's character being unhinged and Jeffrey Wright just he just nails it um you know at least from what we've seen on screen before well they both come off as dangerous and Frank Sinatra does not he does not it doesn't seem like he's gonna hurt anyone uh and there there are a couple scenes that are really troubling like Basically, the uh, the Janet Lee stand-in here for the remake would be Kimberly Elise, her character, who mm-hmm. presents herself uh, in a very similar fashion that the, both these scenes take place on a train. Right. Um, and she even kind of alludes the original, the way she gives out her number. She even says, I'm going to give it to you the old-fashioned way. Because, El Dorado. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't, doesn't make any sense, but it, it just seems kind of cute and flirtatious, <laughs> I guess, in the new one. Um, whereas in the old version, it was just practical. Um she she's the one that sort of takes in Denzel's character in his visit to New York City when he's trying to get back in touch with Raymond Shaw, the uh, the Schreiber character, and uh, basically he he just he wants someone else who is there to to tell him why all these men share the same dream and why does he have a uh, counter narrative in his head that that's not how it happened, and uh, once the one scene that I was alluding to is when she. When he starts to believe that she's against him, this this woman that he doesn't really know, uh, he starts to strangle her, and uh, that's when we get a big revelation that she's she's also part of the the FBI, and she's she's she is there to legitimately help him, but she's been shadowing him, trying to figure this out, this conspiracy as well. Don't have a, a scene where Sinatra strangles Janet Lee, but we do get to see him do a bit of karate or kung fu fighting. <laughs> It reminded me of like one of those um 
I forget which one, but one of the earlier James Bond movies where it was just karate chops and throwing each other across a room. It was, it was, it was pretty bad, but I'm sure at the time, you know, it, that's action. Yeah, right. I thought it was kind of fun so, to watch in its silliness because okay. yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone, as you said, uh, they don't really throw punches. They just karate chops, as you said. And, uh, man, they, I don't know. Frank Sinatra, it's not like he was like the thinnest dude. I mean, he was kind of a short, stout little guy. He does. He gets thrown around the room. Like you just cut to like as soon as someone touches the other one, they are throwing them through a piece of furniture. Uh, a little silly, a little goofy. What do you? Uh, one thing I was reading about with this film was uh, there was some criticism that Demi kind of removed a lot of the fun of this. I don't know if that's I necessarily agree with that, but the uh, the manipulation of these soldiers, the the hypnotizing of them in the original, is done through a. a deck of cards through solitaire and it's the queen of diamonds in particular is the the trigger to get him to basically listen to and do whatever the next command is whereas this one you're talking about implants in people's skulls and things you're getting into like weird pseudoscience did you did you have a preference one way or the other as far as how they actually handled the uh the the hypnotherapy here I do like the the remake better in uh, in that aspect, just because that's kind of what I'm more used to. Um, I'll, Peter, I'll be honest. You want to you want to out some experiences you had in the the military? <laughs> you're used to. Well, I've had nightmares. I, I I can't tell if they're real or not, but um, no, just just the fact you know the the implants and um, you know the government conspiracy. That's more what I you know what I think of. You know, like this kind of the remake also reminded me of Conspiracy Theory. You know, a little bit with uh, Mel Gibson mm-hmm. and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, yeah, I got also I got that very feel. Un- unhinged character, not the yes. most socially graceful guy. Well, Pretty close, <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Mel Gibson in, their, in real life. Mel Gibson, <laughs> yeah, well, sure. But uh, I, I felt like Denzel was kind of like Mel Gibson's character in there as well. You know, paranoid, and uh, you know, it's do we believe him? Do we not? But I, I just kind of found the 1962 version boring. It, it it's know. all they do is talk. I know it's, you know, the IMDb says otherwise, but I just. Yeah, you know, people have said the same thing about us, Peter. That's, that's an accusation <laughs> they could lob for a, a podcast. We've not yet broken the, the form yet. Uh, I like both of these quite a bit. I, I felt like this is one where it's probably true to our premise. Um, because there are changes to, to modernize the, the Demi version. Uh, but they do have very different tones to them. There's, okay, there's one big thing I don't know how I feel about in the original, which is, um, Raymond Shaw, that, that character there, he has this, uh, love interest, which is, um, you know, his. Janet Lee. Oh, no, not Janet Lee, but. It's a, it's another striking blonde. I mean, it's blonde, <laughs> there, yeah, there's a it's, type here. Uh, is it Leslie? Yeah, Leslie Parrish plays Jocelyn Jordan. So um, in both films, you have the the Shaw character's uh, mother has a political rival of sorts. In the original, um, it's basically the the Red Scare, um, where you have the his mom and his stepfather doing McCarthyism, basically saying accusing the government, saying that they're communist operatives. Uh, that they're going to try to take down and they're using fear as a tactic to, to win this election. Um, of course they themselves are working with the communists to, to <laughs> sort of invade our, our country. But the love interest here, um, not only being a political rival, it seems kind of odd that out of nowhere they run away together and elope and get married. 
Um, and that's just put in there uh, to have her killed, her and her father killed uh, by Raymond, which it is a really dark scene. Uh, but I was really happy because I watched these back to back and I'd seen both of them before. But I didn't remember how the new one handled that. And they have those characters there, but they don't ever have a sequence or or like a montage where he runs a, away with uh, Vera Farmiga, uh, Mrs. Bates, and uh, gets married. And I like that. I like that that sort of skipped over. Not that I just want her there to die, but I when I watched the original, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird that we're doing this like little romantic subplot in the middle of this like political conspiracy. The, the the remake it is definitely a little bit more on the conspiracy side. I, I feel that we probably get more of the the um, the son and mother relationship between uh, Meryl Streep and Liev Schreiber, which uh, I guess I kind of read that um, in the book it's a little bit more overt that the relationship's a little incestuous. Um, the original movie they kind of i guess they filmed it so that way the audience didn't pick up on that and there's uh cuts and stuff when when um angela lansbury you know she kisses uh lawrence and in the original it's a little bit more kind of like you definitely question that moment when meryl streep kisses uh, lee schreiber and then gives him this look like she wants to do more than that and then they cut away yeah i felt like in the remake uh, she, that odd kiss is done after she's given him the, the voice command to basically kind of put him to, to this zombie state where he'll do whatever she says. And then it's like, it's the mm-hmm. first time, maybe not the first time it's crossed her mind, but maybe the first time she's acted on it. She like, it seems like the wheels are turning. Uh, I felt like the original, it felt like there, there had been something that had transpired previously that was there. I don't know. <laughs> Angela Lansbury was far more comfortable with incest, I guess. Maybe that, that should be in our show notes, I think. Angela Lansbury is far more comfortable with incest. Apparently she was like 36 in the movie when, when, uh, when she filmed it. She looked a lot older still. I thought, I was all like, wait a minute, in Murder, She Wrote, she must have been like in her 60s. She still looks like <laughs> in her 60s. I feel that way about a lot of uh, classic films like, you know, James Dean or whatever. When I see pictures of him, he's like 21. He looks like he's... 28 to 32 to me i don't know i feel like back then people suit yeah just harder living maybe i don't know all the drinking and smoking at work or something i guess those were the days but my god i was like she was 36 she was like only three years older than the the guy who plays her son so on that note uh which which side do you come down on do you like because i don't think we're used to seeing certainly not angela lansbury of this generation knowing her from murder she wrote playing a villain but we also—I uh-huh. don't think I'm used to seeing Meryl Streep really play an outright sort of evil mastermind either. Well, uh, what's that movie she did with Tom Cruise? Is like Lions and Lambs or something like that? I didn't see that one. Robert Redford. Oh, yeah, it's it's a it's been a long time, but I do remember liking it, and I feel that she played a kind of a similar character. I I actually liked Meryl Streep better in this role uh, as the mother. Do you like the big speech she's giving about? Uh... You know, war hero forged in like blood and flames. Like she has a, she has a pretty big, like sort of political speech to, to her, uh, party, which I believe are Democrats. I think in the, the new one. Yeah. I, I, um, I've read something where she, uh, she didn't say it herself, but the speculation was she was kind of modeling that character after like Hillary Clinton. But I Thanks, think Meryl. Meryl's- you lost this election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> she, uh, but I think she has said herself, there was like Condoleezza Rice and, uh, some other names I, I, I didn't recognize. Just powerful but, political women. Yeah. Okay. Right. To include Dick Cheney. 
Well, uh, I, ne- yeah. I never <laughs> want to include Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> we do. Have, I, I feel like I read his name too. We do have a Christian Bell movie uh, coming out, I think, on Dick Cheney. Uh, so, as evil as that man is, he also made Christian Bell get fat. So, thanks for that, Mister Cheney, doing the Lord's didn't work. That, that already came out, didn't it? I don't think so. I think he, I think it's uh, I think he's just now slimming down and getting back to his, oh, his good looks, coming back to us. I feel like I saw like a picture some time ago as him. At- you know him as that character, hmm. so maybe it was like a first look or something. Hopefully, uh, it's the last look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna go with Lansbury myself here. Okay. Um, and I don't. I think it's uh, you know we talked about Denzel's character being somewhat unhinged and out of control. I also feel that way about the Meryl Streep character because you see more pushback. Um, and, and, I mean, obviously there's the, the Jordan character that's going against her in the original, but she seems far more in control. Like everything is going according to plan. Uh, and I, yeah. I like the speech she gives, um, in the original when she's that scene we were talking about that's somewhat incestuous where she's talking about she made these, this deal with this, these communists in these other countries and, um, she didn't like realize that her son was going to be like a part of it, that she was going to lose her son in the process and like the payback she was going to get on them. Like basically she, once she gets uh, her family in power, um, she was going to turn on them. And I think that's sort of an interesting trait. Like she's using, she's a traitor to her country, but yet she's going to, once she gets in power, she may have her vengeance on them. I don't, and I don't feel like with the, the Meryl Streep character, we ever get that much. Like, it seems like she's totally cool with, everything that has happened as long as her son gets to ascend to the presidency. Yeah, I think it's just it's different times, but, I mean, they do both do them different enough. I, I guess the the reason why, well, I said that the 1962 version, I felt just a little bit boring. I, I probably just won't watch the original uh, again. You know, I probably watched the remake again before. It's just, that's just more what I'm used to, I guess, when I think of political thriller. And... I don't know. Did did you find that Lawrence Harvey kind of looked like Jude Law a little bit? I don't know. My I don't know. My Jude Law is the uh, I like the the bald version <laughs> the best. So what movie is that? I mean, that's just how he actually is in real life. I don't I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen. There was one where I think he doesn't wear a wig for once, but um, I thought oh. he's uh, well. There's there's a little bit more on him. Um, and that they set up in the opening scene that no one likes him. And he's unfunny, kind of like Walter from uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Where he, yeah, he's later on he tells a joke. He's, he, he only amuses himself. And you get a little bit of that with the, the new one with the, the weird sort of credit sequence with the, the, the guys playing cards. And then he's told to like, you know, to let them know like, hey, it's, you know, we're moving out or whatever. And it's that demi shot where all of them are just like staring at him. Like with the words, so you do get the impression like, oh, he's not like really well liked or loved by uh, his peers here. But as far as a candidate goes, I felt like Leif Schreiber was far more charismatic. Like it feels like he does seem like a guy who's willing to play the game a little bit. And the other one, man, I mean, he even. Even when he is stating that he's like in love, like right after he's eloped with Jocelyn, he comes back and is like proud of himself for making like a really bad joke. And he's like telling Frank Sinatra, yeah. like, T- mark down today, I made a joke. I made a joke. Like he is, <laughs> he is an ice man, basically. So, um, 
But I think I like that more because I think he's creepier mm. than Schreiber. Okay. Uh, Schreiber, uh, I guess apparently he studied like JFK, you know, and that's why. So he's he got may, some of that charm. Know, come off the yeah. charm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I actually kind of like that better, but I do I see what you mean with uh, Lawrence Harvey. Um, yeah, I, uh, let's talk about the, the ending, I guess, is where they make some of the, the, the biggest differences. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, where, uh, in the original, it's actually Raymond Shaw that, um, that is commanded to be the assassin to snipe the, uh, in, in this case, it, there's not presidency, right? So it's just. It's a little more complicated. It's one thing I, I yeah. really prefer about the new one. Uh, even with all the, like, the implants and, uh, the sort of creepy flashbacks, the, you know, the ultimate plan of the Manturian candidate here as far as how he is going to send the power is a little bit cleaner, uh, to me, right. if it can be considered clean at all. Um, in the original, it is his stepfather who is going to be the VP. And so he's going, he's going to be used by his mother to assassinate the presidential candidate so that he will, he will then ascend. His stepfather will ascend to be the presidential. So he's still, and maybe that's because that character is not the warmest dude that he would never, mm-hmm. even with all of the mind control in the games, they know that he's not ever going to be like incredibly well liked if he has to give speeches. So he's just the, the, the hired gun there. Whereas in the new one, you have, Schreiber's character as the VP, and they're going to use Denzel Washington. They, they, that's the big reveal is that he's part of the plan as opposed to the original, which uh, I believe Frank Sinatra and the rest of the guys are just there to prop up how likable he is. They're just there to keep telling the lie. That's the only thing I can imagine that the brain controls there for. But it doesn't seem like they have any control over Frank Sinatra, but they do reveal that they still have control of Denzel Washington. And because he has been so unhinged up to that point – uh, he's going to fit the profile of like an obsessed shooter that you know attacks. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the big difference is uh, the the choice that you still have Shaw making a choice to turn against his mind control. Um, the difference is in the original, he decides to to shoot, um, you know, his stepfather and take out. He doesn't shoot the the presidential candidate and then shoots himself. Whereas in the the remake, the sacrifice he makes is he stands in the way. And basically gives a nod to Denzel's character to go against uh, his command and shoot him and shoot his mother. So yeah, I much I, I like I like the uh, I love the ending of the new one. I, I much prefer yeah. that. So so do I. I mean, and I guess it's like the you know the trauma from the death of his you know the Vera Farmiga's character, you know that uh, is able to kind of shake him out of this. Um, I guess trance or, you know, whatever it is during the election. I thought it was great, you know, the reveal with Denzel because earlier in the movie, obviously they're not using, you know, the Queen of Diamonds, uh, in the remake here. It's, it's a little bit uh, different where, um, the, you know, there's trigger words and we find out that, uh, there's a phone call and Raymond Shaw, you know, is this, is this Raymond Shaw? And so there's a, the repetition you know, to it. of it. Yeah. And then, you know, it's saying their full name. So we as the audience, we get it. And I think it happens with Raymond Shaw twice. So when it happens to Denzel, we immediately know, you know, when he gets mm-hmm. that call and it's uh, from Meryl Streep. It's really creepy the way Schreiber does it, too, because he's like he's totally given. You think he's given in where he's like, nope, there's no way to stop him. You're part of the plan. And he's like smiling at Denzel as he's like coming under the, the spell as well. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it is creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and then, because is, isn't that before the, the scene with Lee Schreiber and Meryl Streep? Uh, they have that talk because it, I, I felt like it, it took him back to like his childhood or something like that smirk that he does. It just made him seem a little bit more, uh, childish, I guess, or like kind of, kind of like a kid, you know, cause Meryl Streep kind of even talks to him like he's, you know, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so it was kind of weird. But, De- but Denzel has a line there where he's like, you know, they're, yeah, they've done all this stuff. They've, they've, they've gotten in your head. They've gotten in my head, but there's something like, Clearly, there's still something of like you there because he's willing to, even though he keeps insisting that Raymond Shaw is the kindest, warmest, blah, 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 he's a hero. The nightmares is basically something inside himself telling him, no, that's not how it really went down. And it's ultimately borne out because you have the, the Schreiber version of Shaw. Uh, and I guess in the original too, you know, he acts against the command. There is still something there that won't, let him go through with it. He knows that he's like always going to be kind of a weapon. Um, so that's why he wants to sacrifice himself, but he's not going to ultimately, he's not going to let them win. He's not going to let them take, you know, his country, uh, from him and from everyone else. So, um, yeah, I really, I mean, I like both of them quite a bit, but I do think having that sequence where he pulls his mother out to like dance with him as, you know, confetti's come down, they're celebrating and him continuing to basically look up to, uh, the, the sniper's nest where Denzel, I, I think it's a great sequence where he's basically like mm. imploring him without any dialogue, like, this is the only way this is going to end. Yeah. It, and it, it's really set up nicely, uh, you know, to kind of go back to the conversation that they had that you were just mentioning. Denzel's like, you know, you had the opportunity to have me, you know, arrested and you didn't do it. We have a connection and we got to find out what that truth is. Um, I just, I, I buy that better and I think it just sets up the ending a little bit better for me. Again, you know, the original just, um, it's just a lot of talking. And There's not so much struggle. Just, yeah. Everyone trusts Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra yes. seems to know exactly what's going on pretty quickly. Um, one, I will say one thing I do prefer about the original is, um, as much as the, the violence of the new one, uh, you know, shows a little bit more, uh, as I said, modernized, I find the original one creepier the way, it keeps flipping from what they imagine they're doing, sitting like in a hotel lobby with like this like women's club talking about like flowers to mm. this group of various nations, communist countries, like talking about them, like without them reacting. I liked the way that was handled. It felt more dreamlike, uh, as opposed okay. to in the new one, like once they like go back to that moment, it doesn't it doesn't stay as confusing to me. It's like once we have the flashback, it's like, yep, here's what happened. Whereas I do think the original, it's a little trippier how it keeps like, even from shot to shot, it'll go from a woman holding a flower to then a communist scientist or whatever. I, I like that better. Okay. Yeah. I, I could see that. Um, the, uh, remake, they're just kind of like, this is just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, it's, you know, a combination of PTSD, but nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, what, what do you think about Henry Silva's character, Chunjin? You know, this, is he Korean or Chinese? I still forget because they kind of throw in both nationalities in here. I think, yeah, Sinatra corrects somebody at some point. Um, I can't yeah. remember who. Uh, the, the one that's coming for the, the job. Is that who you're talking about? The, yes. The guy yeah, here. The, he was the interpreter, uh, early on in the movie. He, uh, well, he gets a lot more play than the, uh, the modern. Version the 2004 version, which is some British operative 
Like it's just a white guy with like long hair. <laughs> that, so, I mean, I tend to go with the original because he gets to, he's still like active. You know, he's coming to this right. country. He's still, you know, he kung fu fights with Frank Sinatra. Um, <laughs> he's still a spy. You know, it still feels more, it's kind of sillier, but it's more fun. Whereas right. in the remake, they just show like a news clip where it's like, and they arrested this man in London or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of, kind of boring. So. I don't know. I prefer, I mean, I guess that gets into, you know, the, the times you're in. It is obviously going to be silly because, uh, the original, as I said, with the Red Scare, uh, were yeah. communist countries, Cold War. Yep. Uh, but the new one is like some kind of global. I, I mean, they're uh, like arms dealers. It's, company. yeah, it's, yeah. they're just part of like the military industrial complex. They're just out to make a buck. And right. while that's probably more realistic, it's not as fun because it's, you know, you just cut to various old white dudes. Uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with him. I, I like the, the spy butler who can, uh, cook dinner and then, uh, kung fu fight. I don't know. I think yeah. he's awesome. I, I agree. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the better parts for me, uh, in, in the original for sure. But good lord, a lot of, yeah, not, not a lot of brown people. And it, Cause I was just like, Henry Silva looks a little, I was like, he looks familiar. And I had to think about it. And a guest and I, we actually covered Ocean's Eleven, which he was in the original. So that's where I recognize him from. I was like, this guy is definitely not Asian. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. Uh, he wasn't Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one. I actually, I, I've heard that's actually not, not a bad movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, so let's, uh, that sounds like recasting time. Not necessarily that okay. part. I don't know if we're going to recast in a, you know, a third version of Manchurian Candidate. Uh, for- I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> You're not even going to watch your own version? <laughs> uh, this, you know what? I, this, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, the, you know, it was an interesting watch, but I would much more prefer conspiracy theory. Hmm. Well, do you think you can do a Manchurian candidate? Um, I, I don't really know if you can do, I'm, I'm sure you can, um, and they eventually probably will, another, another modern version. But yeah. I, I say, I think you've done it before. I say go back before the 60s version. Go back you know, yeah. to the early part of the last century if you want and do it. Make it a period movie. Yeah. I think that would, yeah. you could have some of the silliness in there. Um, I don't know. It depends on how silly you want to get with it, but I, I, I like that just because how we were talking about, you know, with the communists and all that. That's a little bit more, and you know, maybe because we weren't around that time, you know, so it's kind of like that mystique of like really not knowing what it was like. Uh, perhaps is a little bit more. <laughs> I remember I made my, uh, I made my stepdad laugh when I was a kid because we're. I can't remember what movie we were watching. Um, you know, it may have been something like. Indiana Jones or something that was that mentions like communists and I was like what is a communist like I was like why are they they're saying that like it's the worst thing in the world like what what is that like what sort of, I was thinking it's just some sort of criminal act that you did and he started laughing because he was thinking of like his childhood where it was like communist 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 like you know watch out for the you know the communist invasion and communism's evil and just the fact that it had changed in his lifetime to where you know his child was just like I don't even know what that is what is that and. Yeah, it's just we missed the Cold War, I guess. Thankfully, Peter. Yeah, I I, I kind of not in a similar boat, but something kind of. I guess the very first time I heard of communist was, uh, I was told, you know, I I, I think I kind of asked about. Oh, 
I saw my grandfather's ID card from from Laos, and it had a different last name. And I think I asked my dad about that. He goes, "Oh, he changed our last name when he came to America to escape communism." And I just assumed it was a group of people that were after him. So, so you thought kind of like that? He's having his own little spy thriller. Just a little bit. So yeah, I am third generation to have this last name. Pretty interesting. I, I should seek out the uh, seek out. Like any other relatives that may have my old last name, see, were related. Yeah. Well, then, then I might get captured and brainwashed or something. <laughs> I, I probably don't want to go down that route. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe your grandfather made the right call there. Uh, seems like you're doing yeah. good. You know, you got, okay. you got one of the yeah. most successful movie podcasts in the world out there. This. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Original remake. Check us out. Love the scene. Great episode. <laughs> Yeah, stick to, stick around to the end of that disaster artist episode. Um, yeah, that too. Uh, as far as recasting goes, um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe finally seeing it from the uh, the losing side. Maybe maybe treat them. Maybe treat the uh, you know whoever the communists or in our version whoever they are trying to infiltrate. Um, you know, do do the rogue one thing where you're just seeing people like have this elaborate scheme and then they just fail at the very end, like. Okay. Uh, let's let's cast some. Uh, how about some John Cho playing some someone? <laughs> You're not gonna have him as the evil butler, are you? <laughs> no, no, that's too easy. A little on the nose there. Um, yeah, I did, this this one's a hard one. Uh, but I do like what you're saying. Then let's just change sides or something, and just keep it period. Uh, but oh gosh, I, I do. You know, I do prefer the remake though. Uh, of of the two, but. I just if it was another remake like this in the modern times, I probably wouldn't be as interested. But I, I do like the period stuff, just because it's not stuff that we're really used to, and that's why I like some of these pairings because there are movies that I probably wouldn't have checked out otherwise, unless it was just something like, for example, in the previous episode we've mentioned, um, you know, James Dean. You know, that's something mm-hmm. I would go and just check out all his movies just because uh, James Dean um, uh, died at such a young age, but. Maturing candidate, I'm not gonna just randomly be like, man, I wanna go down Frank Sinatra's filmography and just pick a movie. I, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna cast it, uh, with, I'm gonna go with a real life couple here. And I'm gonna have, um, Ryan Reynolds as the Manchurian candidate, our version of the Manchurian candidate. And I'm gonna have, I'm not gonna do the mother thing. But I'll have the the femme fatale here be his wife. I'm gonna have it be his real life wife. I'm gonna go with Blake Lively playing the Meryl Streep Lansbury sort of a, I guess <laughs> you know horse whisperer character, the one that like gives the commands. That's that's I think Ryan Reynolds fits that mold of someone that would be likable and charming. But I think he could do I think he could do the the dark stuff as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I gosh. Well. The movie doesn't, I mean, the title doesn't come to mind, but I've seen them in, in some roles. Uh, but I feel there was actually one of the characters in the original movie kind of even looked like Ryan Reynolds, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, there was a couple of times, well, because that's one of the things that I also do when I watch, you know, one, some of the older movies. I, I try to see who some of these actors kind of already remind me of. Like I felt in um, An Affair to Remember... I forgot the the guy's name, but uh, Terry McKay's you know boyfriend who's just so nice. He looked like Ewan McGregor. So in this one, Lawrence Harvey just kind of reminded me of Jude Law. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's who I'll go with. Jude Law, Jude Law John Cho. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, as far as the, the guy that's trying to stop this, um, I'll go with Jake Gyllenhaal. I know we, I think we've used him before, mm. but I can't remember the last time. So yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal could play, yeah. uh, I, I'm thinking back to like his Donnie Darko stuff or even like Jarhead. Um, he can do that, um, the sort of, you know, I guess sort of quiet foreboding, like there's something rattling around in his head. And I think it would be a little bit different from how Denzel played it and how certainly from Frank Sinatra. I think it'd be some sort of in between between the two of them. What about, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler? He's a little bit over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you'd see him coming. So yeah, that, that's going to be, that will be my, my three. So you've got John Cho. Uh, did you have a femme fatale in there? Do you have a? I I did not. Uh, let's see here. How about? Uh, so I said Jude Law. Maybe I'll go your route and do like a pairing that he's done with somebody else. Uh, wasn't it uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in Talented Mr. Yeah, Ripley? that's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know what? Go. I'm gonna make mine a love triangle too. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the that that's gonna be part of it, as uh, both of them had a prior relationship with Blake Lively. Um, and that, that adds maybe some of the, the paranoia of, uh, of it. Who, who's the, the, the third? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. So. Oh, oh you're going to make that a, uh, yeah. uh, a love triangle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There so if go. we do any sort of flashback to a prior relationship, it'll be between, uh, uh, Jake and Blake and she dumps him. How about that? Yeah. I, 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 I do wonder what other differences may, um, uh, some of the changes that were made from the book too. That's really the only thing that I got that in the book is a little bit more incestuous between the the mother and son. I think um, book versus movie did uh, did this one. Okay, podcast. shout out to Margo and Margo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good podcast. I, th- I believe they covered this one way back, but I'll have to check it out. And if it's, if, I'll throw it in the show notes if I'm if I'm right. And if I'm not right, I hope you edit this part out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Should we tell people where they can uh, find us, what we're up to? Absolutely. If you guys want to email in, uh, maybe suggest some pairings or even some feedback, uh, you can send those to originalremakepod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at originalremake. And, uh, yeah, if you stick around, um, hopefully you're subscribed and uh, you're following all those accounts right now. As Peter spoke, you fiercely got on your phone and did that. Uh, you will find what we're going to talk about uh, next. You can go uh, on Instagram, see some of our recasting, and uh, hopefully some tweets. Those will all be Peter's, unless you really like them, then they were mine. And uh, our next episode, I believe, will be on uh, No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. So <laughs> Peter and I talked before we uh, we officially got into this. We're going to go for something lighter. We need a change of pace. So we're going to go with uh, rom-coms. How about that? Absolutely. And some more... More stuff for the uh, the, the te- I, don't, I don't know the teenager at heart. Uh, after that, are we trying to go? We're trying to go for a younger demo or people that aren't into Angela Lansbury incest. I don't know if we're talking about the same movie here. I, they don't probably don't even know who Angela Lansbury is. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> they have a very skewed sense of who she is. Uh, but yeah, thanks for for listening, and uh, hopefully you'll join us again next week. Jesus, why? God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Jesus, what's with me? You know what the Midwest is, young and
restless, the restless might snatch your necklace. The next thieves might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell these who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death is. Time for all the